Hello, hello, hello. I'm Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. How's everyone today on this fine Thanksgiving Eve? It's about noon here, Eastern. Got a lot of things to cram in before enjoying the holiday and three games. Today's podcast is going to be me going to our friends at my bookie and breaking down all three games. Some decent games for sure. Um, and picking the games against the spread and straight up. And then tomorrow, like I said, Thanksgiving, no show. Um, and then Friday, we will review the three games from Thanksgiving briefly and then pick all the rest too. So it's been a good week, you know, a lot going on. Um, before we get real far though, I'm really excited. We have a new sponsor and I don't know if you've heard of these guys, but they're, it's called Draft. And, and what it is, it's really like a combination of drafting your fantasy team like you did. I mean, I always tell you guys, we, we get together, at a, we get a cabin in Deep Creek, me and tons of high school buddies, and even dudes are in the draft, and we just have a blast. But the actual draft itself is like the best weekend and time of our full fantasy season. Um, so this combines daily and, you know, the, the fun of actually having a snake draft. You know, there's no salary cap. So if you lost, you know... Aaron Rodgers and o- your first two picks were Odell Beckham and Aaron Rodgers. Your season's over. Well, not a draft. I mean, that that's the key because you can do it in a daily format like, you know, how popular daily fantasy is, but you still get to draft every week too. So that's a real cool thing about it. So let me tell you about these guys. So fantasy football fans, listen up. It's not too late to join the 500,000 people that have already downloaded draft this season. You get to play in a real live snake draft, but when you but you're done in under five minutes, and they last for just one week. Like I said, it's like a daily situation. You can join one right now for free for this week. Um, insert you get there already before the Thanksgiving games and pick the whole t- week twelve slate. The best part, you play for cold hard cash, and get this: your chances of winning are eighty percent better than they are on salary cap sites, which is awesome. All new players get to a free entry and into into a real money draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use our promo code, L-O-N-F-L. All caps, L-O-N-F-L. That's right, play a real money game for free just by using the promo code L-O-N-F-L. And it gets even better. Draft is so sure that you'll love it that they're even offering listeners a money-back guarantee up to $100 for a certain number of listeners. Um, just search Draft in your app store or go to Draft.com and play for free right now with promo code L-O-N-F-L. So that's good stuff. Now, I had mentioned that we are going to go to our friends at MyBookie, another great sponsor. Things are booming in the or in the Locked On Network here with all these sponsors and uh, all you listeners spreading the word. Keep doing that. Go to iTunes, leave me a review. That always helps. Well, let's get our numbers up even more. Um, first game of the slate, Minnesota goes to the Lions, who always host the game on Thanksgiving. I'm not sure if you guys know this story, but do you know why the Lions and Cowboys always host a game on Thanksgiving? Because back in the day, that was something no no team wanted. You know, everyone wanted to be home on Thanksgiving. The Lions volunteered, and I think the Cowboys did slightly after that, hey, we'll do it, you know, I mean, we'll take one for the team. And now it's kind of a cool tradition, and you're on national TV, and I'm sure the players don't love it, they'd probably rather still be home. 
But in a way, it's, you know, that they kind of stepped up and took one for the team. Now, the Vikes are three-point favorites on the road in Detroit. And the Lions, or the Vikings have been a better home team, especially on defense, than, than road. And Stafford is very dangerous no matter what. I always say that. But I don't think the Lions run the ball really at all. I mean, I think that Abdullah gets very little on the ground. I think the the Vikings win the point of attack. I think they do a good job of just making them throw. And that probably means a lot of Xavier Rhodes, who I think is healthy now, on Jones. And I think that's a bad deal for Jones. But I think Tate, who's healthy now, could have a nice day. Yeah, I think Tate's going to cause some problems. And to a lesser degree, I think Ebron could factor into this game more than he has. You know, they're not fantastic against tight ends. But still, I mean, Vikings D in a dome, fast, well-coached, probably won't allow a lot of big plays, but I could see Tate having a nice day. On the other side of the ball, I think there's problems here for the, for the Lions. Big problems. Especially, not only does, is Diggs healthy and Keenum's playing well and Thielen's a madman, and Rudolph, and they're doing really poorly against tight ends. But receiving backs have hurt them. You know, McKinnon, I think, is going to do damage in both phases. The running game in general is a problem. I think the combination of McKinnon and Murray is going to do a lot of damage. And I think we'll see Slay. I'm not much sure he'll. He doesn't really go to the slot, but I think he'll be mostly on Diggs. But Diggs and Thielen will also move to the slot at times. Uh, I think both of them will see some of Slay. And I like Slay a lot, but if it's one-on-one, Diggs versus Slay or Thielen versus Slay, I still think that favors the Vikes. Like I said, Rudolph, I think, is in for a big game. Whatever receiver Slay's not on, I think, is in for a big game. Namely, Thielen could blow up yet again. Could Keenum throw three or four picks on the road in a short week? Yeah, sure. We could be talking about Teddy and all those things. But I just think Minnesota is a much better team, and I don't think this sets up all that well for the Lions just tactically. I'll take the Vikes to win and I will give you three. Next game, Chargers go to Dallas. Chargers are a one-point favorite on the road. Um, there was a little bit of injury news I wanted to read here. Of course, it surrounds the Cowboys. And that's critical and sitting here 24 hours before kickoff or 28 hours before kickoff. We don't know this for sure, but it sounds like, I mean, I mean, here's the deal. It sounds like Tyron Smith has a good chance to play. Sean Lee probably won't. Dan Bailey, one of the best kickers in the league, oh, by the way, may or may not. Not that that's that big a deal. But Leo Collins and Hitchens, which is important because... Hitchens plays a lot more when Lee's out, or also injured last week, and Collins is the opposite tackle, and we're playing against, you know, you're playing against Bosa and Ingram. It's not like it's one blindside great pass rusher. So what if Smith comes back and you lose Collins? Well, then you got the same jokers. You got Bell and those guys on the right side instead of the left side. So, and Prescott's been sacked a dozen times in the last two games after only being sacked 10 times in the previous eight games. I know a lot of people want to get on Prescott and saying, he isn't what we thought he was. I think that's premature, to say the least. So, we don't really know the Dallas 
situation as it stands right now, picking games with the with their injuries with, with some key key guys. We know Elliott's out. I'm going to operate under the assumption that Lee is out, and even if he's in, I think they don't have a real good answer for Keenan Allen. I think Henry, who's been really up and down this year, could have a real nice day here as well. Mike Williams' role is starting to grow, deservedly so. Rivers is playing extremely well. I do have some concerns about the Chargers' protection against Lawrence and Irving. Those two guys are very disruptive. Uh, but I also think Melvin Gordon has a big game. And there was he had a little bit of a couple down weeks there. Ha- hasn't been 100% healthy. But I think he could have an explosion-type game in this one and really control things, maybe catch four or five passes as well. Big fantasy day. you know, Get him in, in use your draft app and grab Melvin or- Gordon. I think he's going to be a nice play this week. So I don't think that the Chargers' offense is going to see a lot of resistance from this group, especially if Lee's not in. Now, Chargers' defense can be run on. And if Elliott was in this game and I knew Tyron Smith was playing and to a lesser degree Collins, I might think, well, maybe Dallas controls this game on the ground. And even without, I mean, even without Zeke, I think Alf can have a profitable day. And I think that's got to be the the strategy here. Maybe this, more Dak running than we've seen too to supplement that. Um, but I, I think the passing game is a big problem for Dallas in this one. That the receiving backs aren't really there. Witten doesn't really scare anyone anymore. Dez is going to see all kinds of Casey Hayward, who's... A, Casey Hayward is probably a better corner than Dez is a wide receiver. And those secondary guys aren't all that exciting. I know some slot guys have done well against the Chargers, but they seem to be phasing Beasley out to some degree. Uh, lot's going to be on Dak's shoulders and the Cowboys' running game in general. So I'm a little hesitant to pick this game, not knowing the extent of Dallas's injuries. But if you kind of ride the fence and say, yeah, well, I bet Tyron Smith plays, but Lee doesn't. We know Elliott won't. I don't think this is a good matchup at all for Dallas. I mean, especially the Bosa-Ingram situation. I mean, they've been, like I said, they've been allowing a ton of sacks lately. And I'm not sure that that stops. Um, and if Smith plays, you know, how healthy is he? Is how, you know, is he going to have a down game? And the other side is injury injury-related and not great to begin with. Um, I like the Chargers on the road to really make the AFC playoff picture interesting, and I don't mind giving you the one point either. All right, the evening one. Everyone will be all tryptophaned up, sleepy, watch the Giants go to Washington. And I tend to think both these seasons are over. I know the Giants are. But even, we saw it last week, the Giants just beat the Chiefs, and they played hard. It's been, obviously, a, a criticism of this team. And even though they've had a terrible year and McAdoo's probably going to get let go, there's a big portion of the season where they were a better team than their record indicated. I mean, they hung with some good teams. They're capable of playing well. I still believe that. that the, and they showed it last week, that they can hang with pretty good teams. And I think the Redskins are a pretty good team. Washington's favored by 7.5 at home in this one. And maybe they blow the Giants' doors off. I mean, that certainly could happen. I mean, they lost, they got, to, they got embarrassed several times this year. So, what are we looking at here? 
when the Giants have the ball, a couple injuries here too that are interesting is DJ Fluker probably isn't going to play. More importantly, Justin Pugh probably isn't going to play. He's one of their best linemen. And Sterling Shepard is still having migraine issues. And on a short week, maybe he doesn't go. So you don't like that. I mean, Shepard to me could be set for a really nice game. I do think Engram sets up for a really nice game. But I don't think the other Giants receivers do a whole heck of a lot. And I think the pressure from Washington could be very problematic. I mean, can you lean on Darkwa and short throws to Ingram to manufacture enough offense? Maybe. And Eli's playing a little better. Um, but, whew, I don't love that situation, you know, at all. And you can see why Washington is a favorite. And on the other side of the ball, I think Doxson's in for a breakout game. He's getting a little more, a little more. Uh, maybe he gets shadowed by Jenkins and Jenkins comes to play and we don't have that issue and he shuts him down. But I could see Doxson doing well. I absolutely think Crowder can do well. Although, Rogers Camardi's a good player. I mean, the secondary can be really good. Tight ends are crawling, killing the Giants. And I know Jordan Reed's not going to play. I don't know if he's ever going to play again. I mean, that's not a hot take or anything. It's just uh, maybe he should be done. But Vernon Davis is still really good. And I bet Vernon Davis gets 85 yards and a touch in this one. You know, I, I think he's in for a monster day. I really like the way Cousins is playing. Offensive line's getting healthier. Giants have not been that impressive rushing the passer. Their linebackers are poor. And I'm cautiously optimistic about Piran. Um I really, I liked him coming out of school. Really did not like him at all watching his early season work and preseason work. But now Chris Thompson's out, Kelly's out. It's P. Ryan's backfield. I mean, absolutely. I don't know if they'll throw the ball a lot to him. I could see Crowder taking the short throws that Thompson often handled. But P. Ryan looked really good last week. And I think that's a... A big factor here that maybe some of these young guys, Crowder, especially Doxon and P. Ryan, have nice days, encouraging day for the the skins in terms of youth. And I like their, you know, when Giants have the ball, I like Washington's advantages on defense quite a bit, especially with those injuries to the offensive line. So I think Washington wins, but what has me kind of hung up is that half. Giants are getting seven and a half. And I don't know that Washington just runs away with this game. I mean, maybe they hit a bunch of big plays and they win by 20. I could see that, I guess. But I see it more being Washington controls things. Maybe the Giants come in and make it within a touchdown at the very end while everyone's half asleep and full of wine and stuffing. And they get the backdoor cover. Is that, I'm not sure what the term is. But I bet the Giants keep it within seven and a half. So I'm going to take Washington to win. But if you're going to give me seven and a half, I'll take the Giants. If you were to give me six and a half, I'd probably stay with Washington. So this has been a fun little week, fun little short week. Fun to break down three games this early. You can spend this much extra time on those. Hope everybody enjoys their Thanksgiving. You and I will talk again on Friday. Over and out.